What an amazing sense of God's presence as we gather together on this Good Friday that we should always cherish, we should always take seriously, we should always value. We've been singing songs about the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ and the cross are so connected. This morning, I want to talk to you about the power of the cross. Here we see at the front, the cross displayed, the cross of Christ. I want to take a few moments just to remind us today, and those of you who are listening, some who know Christ as your Lord and Savior, some who don't. And today, I want to bring you back to the cross, the cross of Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote these words in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 17 and 18, when he talked about what Jesus had wanted him to do on his behalf, what his life calling was. And he said, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross, as you may know, is the most recognized universal symbol of Christianity. Go anywhere in the world. And the cross symbolizes Christianity, followers of Christ. The Apostle Paul understood the priority of his life call among all the things that he had to do in terms of ministry and of caring. The number one thing that he said was he was called to preach the gospel above every other work of good service. The pure gospel without any human ingenuity or slick presentation. Why? Lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Friends, you can tell if a pastor or a speaker or a celebrity that you listen to actually is preaching the gospel. You can tell if their central message is the cross of Christ. If you don't hear about the cross, then be wary. I am so thrilled to be part of our Freedom Church family. And over this past month, we have heard Pastor Tracy and Pastor Aaron so eloquently present the cross through the eyes of the prophet Isaiah, the suffering that Jesus went through on our behalf and what that means to us today. The plain and simple message of the cross, you see, doesn't need extras. It's powerful on its own. Now, this doesn't make sense, it says, to those who are not believers in Christ. For those of you listening to me this morning who may not have a faith in Jesus, this won't make sense to you without the Holy Spirit of God making it real. It's foolishness, Paul says, to those who are out and about in the world who don't give thought to Jesus, 
the cross. Ah, but he said the message of the cross is the power of God to those of us who believe. That's why this service is so meaningful. That's why it's so incredible to gather together like this as fellow believers. Paul would not let anyone or anything deter him from preaching the gospel. He said in another letter, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. See, the preaching of the gospel ensures that the cross is not hidden. And who is the central figure of the cross? It is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So this morning, I just want to quickly share four things that the cross of Christ proclaims powerfully. First of all, the cross of Christ proclaims forgiveness. We live in a world full of unforgiveness, grudges, hatred, and in the midst of all of that, the cross proclaims forgiveness. It says in Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8, In Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with God's grace that He lavished on us. You see, it's a fact that people who feel unforgiven find it difficult to forgive others. The rage and the anger and the spite that destroy relationships is the bondage of unforgiveness. We see it everywhere. And until a person accepts their own sinfulness and is fully dealt with whatever they can, they will never be free from bitterness and be able to willingly forgive others. The good news, friends, is in the cross. Because in the cross you have forgiveness from God for your sins And you feel forgiven. You have redemption by His blood. You have forgiveness of your sins. And now you feel forgiven and you are able to act forgiven and you forgive others. The greatest example, of course, is from Jesus Himself on the cross. Remember when He looked out at the people who were putting Him to death. And what did He say? Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing. Look to to the cross, friends, the cross of Christ, and you will find perfect forgiveness. The second thing the cross proclaims is the power of grace. Oh, in a culture today filled with people who do mean things, mean-spirited attacks, and putting self-interest before others, and cancel culture. Aren't you tired of that word? But it's where we live today because people are trying to cancel one another. You know what the issue is? People don't understand grace. When you understand grace, it makes all the difference in the world. You don't treat people that way. Here's what it says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Grace is simply receiving unmerited favor from someone because they chose to do it. 
Not because you deserve it. Not because you earned it. Grace is initiated and extended by the other person with a disposition to do so. You're thankful that you have received the grace, but they had to choose to grant it. You and I, friends, need to be shown grace. We're sinners. We do awful things. We think awful things. We're mean-spirited down deep. Any of us are capable of doing anything, and we need to be shown grace so that we can show grace ourselves. All of us are dead in our trespasses and sins and are destined to spend eternity in punishment with no way out. Whether you believe that or not, it's the truth. You're listening to me today and you've never heard the gospel. You've never heard this presentation before. I want you to know that you need to check it out because every single person has a sin problem. And that sin problem is going to cost them eternal separation from God unless it's dealt with. You're totally guilty, and you need someone to help you out. The reality for every person. The good news is that you have been shown grace from God through the cross of Christ. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, He saved us and called us to live a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus when? Before the beginning of time. Your faith in Christ releases God's saving grace to transform you, not to cancel you. God's not looking to cancel you today. Isn't that great? He's looking to save you. And when you feel that applied to your life, you respond to others in kind. Look to the cross, friends, the cross of Christ, and you will find the power of grace. The third thing is, the cross of Christ proclaims substitution. We also live in a world, don't we, of passing the buck. People find it very hard to assume the blame for their own mistakes. People try to avoid facing the consequences of their actions. That's where we live today. It's, hard, it's, it's rare to see somebody stand up and, and own it. The cross of Christ. We see something amazing. It says in 1 Peter 2, 24, Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed. The actual truth is that Jesus is the only being that should not have been crucified on the cross. <laughs> the only one that shouldn't have been. He was sinless, spotless, lived perfectly according to the ways of God. The only one that shouldn't have been on the cross is Jesus. And yet Jesus took all of our places, by going to the cross on our behalf, taking upon himself our sin, our guilt, our shame. That's the good news. Let that sink in. You had no way out. You had no way to provide what was required by God to save your life. 
And Jesus went on the cross on your behalf. That's substitution. The greatest struggle known to mankind is admitting, I, God, am a sinner. I need you to save me from my sin. The greatest struggle that any human being has. There's nothing you can do for yourself. But you don't have to because Jesus took your place. The power of the cross is that Jesus bore your sin on himself so that you could move past your death sentence and live God's way to the full. Jesus took your place. John said, no greater love than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Look to the cross, friends, and you will find the power of substitution. And finally, the cross of Christ proclaims sufficiency. In a world that's powerless to fix all the things that are wrong and try to make them right, where everyone searches for answers and solutions that cannot be found, people feeling frustrated because of it, the cross proclaims sufficiency. Remember Jesus' final words on the cross. After he had asked God to forgive those that had put him to death, were crucifying him, he looked up and he said, it is finished. There's nothing left to do. I have gone the full distance. It is done. What was finished? All the work necessary to address the human condition and provide everything needed to live full and free. And Jesus is the absolute only one qualified to be able to do that. And he did. Jesus went all the way to complete God's plan of redemption for mankind. He paid the ultimate price of crucifixion, submitting his own body to be put to death, to satisfy the requirements of God to cancel the debt. When we sing songs about the blood of Christ being applied to our lives, that's what we're talking about. We're saying Jesus' life blood was given, and by faith we now receive the application of that blood, the power of that blood, of that sacrifice on our behalf to cover us. That's the good news of the gospel. The cross of Christ is sufficient to pave the debt of your sin and to provide you with a life that's full of meaning and value and purpose. We needed the cross in order to have the resurrection. Without the cross, there is no resurrection. And that's another message for Sunday. But today we choose to come and remember this day, what was accomplished. Without this cross, there was no need for someone to be raised from the dead. The cross of Christ made it possible. And so when you look to the cross, you realize that it is sufficient. Remember, the cross made possible the resurrection by which you have all the proof you need that your past is covered, your present is secure. And your future is guaranteed. The cross. There's nothing else to do, friends, but entrust your entire life over to Christ.
Look to the cross and you will find sufficiency. An old hymn that many of you probably don't know. It talks about the cross and the message of it, very simply put, it's not been emptied of its power, but proclaims that Christ is enough. That you don't have to look any farther than what Jesus has already done for you. If you're at home, if you're watching here today off campus, or you're in this room, you have no farther to look than Jesus himself. When you put your hands in his hands, when you put your faith in him, your life is fully secure. You can trust him. This old hymn said, my faith has found a resting place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever-living one for his wounds for me shall plead. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me.